Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so excited to let you know that our brand new book, Simple Money, Rich Life, is finally out. Yes, and if you enjoy the podcast, we think you're gonna love it. And if you like hearing our friendly voices, then you should grab the audio book on Audible. And if you don't, then just grab the paperback, grab the Kindle. (laughs) And if you do grab a copy, we want to hear from you. So send us a message on Instagram or send us an email and let us know what you think. Yeah. And again, the name is Simple Money Rich Life, and you can grab your copy anywhere books are sold. Anywhere. Pretty much any place that sells books, they (laughs) should have it. So, Linda's eyes twitching. Are you even recording? Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't ready. That's okay. So yeah, Linda keeps telling me her eyes are twitching and I can't see it. For probably three weeks. I can't see it. Well, you can't see it right this second because it's not twitching. Maybe it's all in your head. No, I saw it. It's like my eyelashes are like... Well, I don't see it. I'm looking right at you. It's not twitching right now. (laughs) Anyway. But it's doing it every day. Okay. If you know how to get this to stop, please If you know how to fix Linda's eye twitching... Uh, Hopefully it's done by the time this episode airs, but I don't know. know. We'll see. Oh, man. So, yeah. Anyway, we I posted something on Instagram, and a lot of people were asking about yeah. it. And so I wanted to share that a little bit. And basically, it's how to make your kid a millionaire, um, even if they're not <laughs> going to do anything. You can kind of I mean, force millionaireness <laughs> on them. And we're going to talk oh, a little man. bit about how to do this. And it's actually really simple. I have a question for the end. Yeah. You have a question for the end? For the end. Let's so just you're gonna save, save it. it. I'm gonna, yeah. Okay, all right. So you got to save the end. I'm going to write it down, though, so that I don't forget. And so you can write it right here. Okay. You got a pen? I'm going to get a pen. So I'll just read the thing that I posted, and it was reposted. The account Worth Life Balance shared this, and I'll just read it to you. It says, Ava is 11 years old when her mom learns that she can hire Ava in her business and deduct her salary as a business expense. Ava does office work and social media marketing and earns $7,500 for that year. Ava's mom then invests 75% of that $7,500 into a Roth IRA, earning 8% annually. And then she stops when Ava turns 18. Without investing another penny, when Ava turns 60, she will have $1.2 million. Wow. And I shared something about this not too long ago. But I want to talk just a little bit more about this because people kept on asking questions like, oh, how do you do this? What? Blah, blah, blah. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Is, is this legal and all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, and, somebody said, how do we do this? Well, yeah, legally. So yeah, so we are, we've begun <laughs> doing this with our eight-year-old, but just giving you like the high level of what this works like. So your child can work in your business and then you can pay them out of the business. And that's beautiful. That's really, really nice. The catch here where I've seen some people take this to a little bit of a shady level and maybe go a little bit too far with it and possibly getting themselves in a gray area is when, you know, you have a three-year-old that you are paying whatever, $100 an hour to do something in your office, like pick up trash or whatever. And it's like... Well, I was thinking more child labor laws too. Yeah. I don't know much of an issue that is, but... But in terms of this, the IRS says this has to be a reasonable salary that you are paying your child. 
So you need to think like, what would you pay someone to pick up trash in your office? Right. And that is a salary. So we gave Alden the job of being our cameraman. Yeah. So Alden actually this was- This is our oldest son. He's uh, eight. He was manning the B-cam on <laughs> one of the videos that we shot, actually our book trailer. And I'm going to start having him do this more often. But I figured that's something he could actually do. He could actually hold that camera for us. And, it's a skill he can learn. Yeah, and it's something that I want him to grow in. It's mm-hmm. a skill that he can, yeah, like you said, learn. And so we paid him, like we would pay a cameraman to help film a video. And We paid him $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't that. It was an hourly rate. That was a reasonable rate because I don't want to get in trouble with the IRS. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have those conversations. But what's great about that is now that he has earned income, so as soon as your kids kid has earned income, that they earn money from a job, they can open a Roth IRA, which is awesome. And so all of this stuff, like we go more into like super in depth, as deep as you want to go in our 10X investing course. Okay. I have a question. So let's say we get Alden a Roth IRA this year, that he works enough hours to do that. If he does no work next year, can he still contribute? Like, do you just well, have to, it's, do you it, have to work in order to contribute or yeah. could we contribute for him? Do you know what I'm saying? Even if he's not technically doing any work. I need to look into this, but I'm pretty confident that it has to be out of your earned income. Gotcha. So he has to earn the money and then a percentage of that. So it has to be his it. money. Yes, that that's is put what in I there. understand. We can't just throw money in there. That's what I understand. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, all that to say, we've begun this process and we're actually going to be updating our 10X investing course and we just got a lot of requests for different lessons to add and things to add to it. And so we've already did a decent sized update in it, but we're going to do a really significant, we'll probably call it our 2.0 version. And the price is going to go up when we do. But if you do decide to join, you can get in it right now. And I'm not sure when this is going to be, but probably in the next couple months. Yeah. Anybody who buys our courses to this point, every update that we've ever done has always been pretty free for anyone who's ever bought our courses. We've never charged anyone for an update. And I'd love to keep it that way. And so as long as we can, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. So the point is, is that you can get it now for a cheaper rate and we will be having a lot more of this content coming in. But with that in mind, yeah, like you can run out and do this, you know, and what they're talking about here, 8% annually, like that's exciting. We homeschool. And so this makes it something really doable for us mm-hmm. to do with our kids because yeah. this can be part of school for them. They can yeah. earn an income at it's the same duty. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to flip over here. So this is this post that I was showing you. So if you're watching, you can see this. If you're listening, I already read it to you, so it doesn't really matter. So 8% annually, like, and to be honest, what we talk about in a 10X investing course, honestly, I would expect a little bit higher return. And that mm. might be somewhat optimistic, but generally speaking, the last hundred years, um, you know, and maybe with the stock market dipping down, it might be closer to a 9% average return for the stock market over the last hundred years, the S&P 500. But I typically see estimates of somewhere from 9 to 10% on that. And that makes a big difference over this amount of time. So right. I actually ran these numbers. This $1.2 million is based on Ava's mom contributing for seven years from she, her being age 11, 11 to 18. Mm-hmm. And it was an amount of about $5,600 she was contributing for those seven years. And then again, she never put another dime in. And then it was $1.2 million when Ava turned 60. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and run through this and pull this up. So I pulled up this other calculator. And what I want to do here, if she's 18, then that would be what? 32 years? Okay. Right? No, 42 years. Sorry. I'm like, till when? 18? From right. 11 to 18? Okay, so I grabbed this calculator. So we're going to just pretend. What happens if Ava, if these good lessons that we teach her just sink in? 
Mm-hmm. And she decides to contribute $5,600 every year and just oh. continues with it. Ooh. So what if by us teaching our kids, hey, every year we're putting $5,600 or however much that is a month. I don't know. What is mm-hmm. it? 400 something a month or something. We teach her to do this and then she just continues to do it. And which, I don't know, but if oh, she boy. did, let's just show what this looks like. So that would be 18 to 42 years. We would continue. We can start with zero. We'll do a return rate of 10%. And we'll just do 9.5 for giggles. That's 19. Whoops. That would be pretty fun. And we'll do an additional contribution of $5,600. Contribute at the end of each year. So it would be better if it was monthly, but we'll just calculate this just to see what this turns out to be. Okay, so her starting amount, it's going to be, I'm ballparking it here, but seven years times 5,600. Let's just say $40,000. She started with at age 18. And this would be after another 42 years if she continued that. Wow. Why is it not letting me type it in? There we go. Okay annually yeah so this would be better if we did we'll do a monthly contribution i'm bar parking this very much so okay let's just go with that return rate we'll say 9.5 percent because i would expect somewhere from nine to ten percent we'll contribute at the end of the year and if we were doing this monthly it would be considerably bigger but let's just do this and so now we'll calculate this and that ends up being four and a half million dollars if not she just shabby. continued doing that, a contribution of $5,600 a year, which... And that's not even doing anything else. Well, adding $5,600 per year. No, I know that. I'm saying that's the only thing she's contributing to is her Roth for this. Yep. I mean, that's that's pretty great. Yeah. And what's great about the Roth it's is that it's free. tax-free. And so all these contributions, they <gasps> grow. And when she pulls out this $4.5 million or so at age 60... She doesn't have to pay taxes. I'm going to go on. call my parents right now and be like, why didn't you do this for me? <laughs> I don't think that's a good I'd idea. I'd be so close. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. So anyway, it's pretty powerful. Like there, there's yeah. definitely something. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a pretty cool thing that is available. Okay. So my question was going to be, do you think it is a good idea? And I don't even know how to answer this, but my eye is twitching so bad right now. And it just stopped as soon as you looked at it. Do you see it? Nope. Really? Gosh, can't get him to see it. And it's so frustrating because to me, it feels like I'm like, you know, (laughs) blinking like, well, anyway, I was just thinking you do this for your kid. Okay. Let's say my parents had done this for me. (laughs) It would have been better for them to have not told me about it until I was much older. How much older? I don't Well, now would be fine. I think we could handle it at this point, knowing that I married you. They're like, so she married is. Bob. It'll be Keep fine. Keep it a secret until they're 40. But I mean, like, you just think about that. If someone doesn't have, I don't know if character is the right word, but maybe in some cases maturity. it is. Maturity, the forethought, the foresight, whatever, to save for themselves for retirement. Do you think that this is a weapon or a blessing? That completely it's hard depends. To know. It depends on the kid. You know that. But well, but it won't be a kid by the time they can pull it out. They're an adult. You're, you're, that's true. But it, it I mean, there's the plenty of adults we'll winning the lottery and not able to hold on to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no. I think that's the that was my thought. No, but that, like it's that's like, part is of this our a jobs. Good idea? I don't know. That's part of our jobs as parents, though. True. That's part of our job. Yeah, if we're doing this, if we're starting them a Roth IRA, it's about money. Like we're teaching them how to handle and manage it Mm -hmm. because that's what's so important. Because it doesn't matter how much we leave them, they can blow it and it can destroy their lives. But we have to teach them how to manage it and how to do it well. So, another kind of thought you maybe just think of with all this is I was reading a book not too long ago and I don't remember which one it was, but it was talking about this idea of arguing for giving money to your kids earlier rather than waiting till you die and then passing on a significant inheritance. Was it know. the halftime book? 
No, it wasn't that one. I'm not sure which one. But anyway, and so his argument was for a lot who end up dying in their 80s or something like that, Mm -hmm. you likely have a kid in their 60s or at least their late 50s. When you leave them money at that point, they probably don't need it or probably not nearly as much as they might have 20 or 30 years earlier. Mm. when they were in their 20s or 30s. Yeah. Because that's the season where it's like, all right, we're trying to buy a house. We're trying to raise these kids that are all really expensive. Your own salary probably hasn't reached its peak yet. You're Mm -hmm. probably not at the peak of your career. And so that's a good point. It's almost something, though, that makes sense to, if we're building generational wealth, to give to your grandkids. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like divide it up so that your grandkids can have money towards their starter home or, you know, whatever, to kind of give them some good footing to step on. Especially now with student loans being just astronomical, it's hard to be in a good financial position if you've gone to school, unless you are making, you know, you're a lawyer or a doctor or something making a really good salary right off the bat. But yeah, if you're 50 and your 20-year-old kid is like, can I have some money to <laughs> to buy a house? It almost makes more sense for the grandparents to pass that money down to their grandkids a little bit more. Because by the time, like, I mean, your parents, we talk to them, your dad in particular, we're always like, what do you want for Father's Day? What do you want for Christmas? You know, and he's like, I have everything I want. Like, I don't need anything. You don't need to buy me anything. And of course, we want to bless him and everything. But he's not in the point where he's like, Oh man, I just really need, <laughs> I just really need stuff, you know? Yeah. And he also views it completely differently. Yeah. Different seasons of life. Yeah. Money is viewed right. differently. Your necessities are different. All those different yeah, things. Yeah. Whereas when you're just starting out, you, you know, need to furnish your entire house, but then also you got kids coming and that's just, it's expensive. Yeah. So back to your original question of, can this be a weapon? And I think absolutely it can. Again, I think that leads to the more important point, the lessons that we teach our kids about managing money Mm -hmm. and how to do it and how to do it with the right heart and understand that money is a tool and it's not a goal. Like all these different things, I think that is far more valuable than the $1.2 million or $4.4 million that we can help our kids accumulate, you know? Mm -hmm. Because like the end of the day, like that's what I want for our kids. Yeah. Like if we're going to help them grow their investments and do something like this, I want them to be not running out and thinking, all right, how many Lambos can I buy? How many yachts can I buy? I want them to be kingdom minded with it. And it's like, yes, I want them to obviously be able to take care of their own needs, but I want them to be thinking like, how can I impact the kingdom Mm -hmm. with this? Yeah. Like, what can we do with this, this tool that we're entrusted with, I want them to have stewardship mindsets. So yeah, so I think wrapping all this up, I think that's the real value here. But anyway, that secondary idea that I just mentioned about if you're in your mid-60s and you have kids in their 30s or something, I don't know, it's something to consider. Like, not just saving it all up until you die. Especially if you're in this position of having four and a half million dollars. Yeah, like because... If you're there and you're just accumulating this massive nest egg just because you want to dump it on your kids when you die, like you might not die for a while. (laughs) You might get to 90s and then you're passing along to your 65, 70 year old kids. Yeah, and and it's like don't need it as. And it's like, what are they going to do with it at that point? You know, so it's almost live it up. (laughs) Only got a few years left. Yeah, I'm gonna get my Lamborghini now. So funny. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh... Would it? I don't know. Just seeing like 70 and 80-year-old people driving, driving around Lambos. in their Lamborghinis that were their inheritance money from their parents. <laughs> that's a pretty funny thought. I, I do think that's funny. Anyway, 
So that is all we have for you today. <laughs> Hope you have a great Lots one. Lots of food for thought there. Lots of food for thought. And if you figure out Linda's eye twitching issue, please send us a message. I'll do anything. Yeah. And if you haven't Except yet. diet and exercise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not true. Anyway, <laughs> oh gosh, if you haven't so yet, funny. come say hi to us on Instagram. We're at Seed Time. Just say hi. Send us yep. a note. We'd love to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. Take care. Talk Have a great one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.